Hello, everyone. My name is Amanda Lise Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Victor. Welcome to the show. Hey, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So tell me your backstory of why you got into Ayurveda. I got into Ayurveda because I had a health problem of my own as a young man when I was 19. And uh, it wasn't so bad that, you know, had to go to the emergency room or anything like that, but it wasn't good enough for me to just be okay with, and it wasn't going away. So it was chronic, which I know a lot of um, fibromyalgia people, of course, chronicity is a huge, huge component. So I went to a bunch of doctors. Uh, They sent me to other doctors. I got the MRI, I got the EEG, I got the x-rays and all that stuff. And yeah, one doctor was basically like, listen, you know, you got two choices here. You got either painkillers or surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all we've got for you. I personally wasn't satisfied with that as uh, being a, at that point, a 20 year old guy. So I started seeking other options. Um, first found yoga and I did a private session with a yoga teacher I found. And basically within about two weeks, she had completely resolved my issue in my, it was a back issue, a musculoskeletal issue in my back. And I was so impressed that I started exploring the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it really opened my mind to this, that, you know, going to the doctor, quote unquote, right. is not the only option. Um, and Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga. It's the medical branch of yoga. It's been around as long as yoga has, um, which is thousands and thousands of years. And I was suggested to look into it by my, who is now my current yoga teacher. And I was also looking for a career change at the time. I was a real estate agent and I want out of that. (laughs) And so everything dovetailed together and I never looked back. How many years ago was that? 11. Wow. So at 20, like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, when you were back dealing with that back problem, what made you like push forward? Because most people usually go straight to the pain, pain stuff. Right. So that's a great question because I grew up in Los Angeles, very normal mindset when it came to medicine and health and all that stuff is just kind of like, if you get sick, you go to the doctor. Otherwise you kind of don't think about it, you know? And when I, I started getting increasingly irritated at the medical system, I was, I was going through to resolve this issue. Um, not because it was any one person or any one doctor's fault in particular. It's just, I was noticing that the system as a whole wasn't working for someone like me because I wasn't in crisis. I wasn't like bleeding or needing immediate, you know, emergency room care. And I, it wasn't going away. And so in that space, actually, I was kind of waking up to the reality that no one knew what was going on in in cases like mine. And if physical therapy doesn't work, it's kind of like, oh, well, like, sorry. That's what what they recommended me to do. And I was only 20. Right. It was 11 years ago. Oh, so, hey, we're on the same time, time scale. Um, so 
so I started waking up to that. And so then when, when one doctor sat me down and was kind of like, look, here's the deal. I'm not going to send you to another doctor because yeah. they're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. At that point, I was already a little bit like there has got to be something else out there. Um, but I didn't know, like, so that was scary. I had to face that, that blankness of saying no to that going into kind of like the desert where there weren't a lot of resources and right. reinventing my worldview around health and healing. So yeah, there were, there was, I think for probably about three, four months, I was pretty like, what do I do? You know, yeah. I have no idea where to go, who to talk to. But yet, luckily you found that yoga teacher. Yeah. I started experimenting. Um, so right. I went actually and got a massage first, hoping that maybe that would do something. Um, and he, he wasn't able to help me, but he, he was the one who recommended me to yoga. So I just started exploring. And I think that's a good thing to do when, when you don't know what else to do. Yeah. We, I think, I think a lot of times we need to explore other options because the medical system's not going to fix you. <laughs> they're just going to, yeah. they're going to give you the medications and like you said, the physical therapy or whatever, and it's not going to do anything. Yeah. I mean, it can help sometimes some people in yeah. some ways, but in general, when you're dealing with something like fibromyalgia, which is a very deep seated disease, it's going to take a lot more than physical therapy and, and a pill. It's right. going to take a whole lifestyle change. Which is exactly what I'm about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's getting down to what, what your body's doing, the root cause. So how do you, how do you help people with that? So Ayurveda is a holistic science. So we, we want to look at your whole life and not, and what, not just what you're doing, but what you're also feeling because the mind body connection at this point is just blaringly obvious. I yeah. Know that's not a, true. Yeah. I know there was a time when it was like, Ooh, mind body. I don't know. It's all in your head. That kind of talk. Yeah. But that's just bunk. Basically. Uh, everyone has a nerve called the vagus nerve. It's the biggest nerve in the body. And I could go on forever talking about the vagus nerve, but in a nutshell, it is the mind body connection. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes any information in from the external world and translate it, translates it through your entire body as a physiological experience. Um, so if we're spending a lot of our life stressed out because of external events, right. that very dramatically impacts our physiology. It, it creates a certain nervous system profile. And so Ayurveda also looks at that in addition to what are we eating? What are we drinking? What sense perceptions are we taking in? What are our emotions? How are we sleeping? And what are our relationships like? All those fields are part of the root cause of a pathology like uh, fibromyalgia. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So what do you do for this? What do you recommend people do for the stress? The stress depends on the source of the stress. Yeah. Um, so Ayurveda is not a one size fits all, uh, basically it's individualized. So that's an important thing because two people can be suffering from fibromyalgia symptoms, but the cause that there could be two different causes 
So even though the symptoms are the same, the causes can be completely different. And for those two people, Ayurveda would approach them very differently with remedies or how to handle their stress or their life. Of course, there are a few universals. Right. First thing is stress. Breathing is on the polar end. So adopting a regular breath practice uh, in yoga, it's called pranayama, um, can have a massive impact on pain levels, massive impact on how quickly uh, our nervous system rejuvenates from damage, so on and so forth. Misfirings of nerve synapses can be corrected by engaging proper breathing throughout the day and also spending enough time doing specific breath exercises at specific portions during the day. So that's one. Um, also stress, we, we think, oh, stress, you know, it's because I'm overworking or something. But a lot of times we experience stress because of what we eat. And then right. we get a stress in our body and then our mind pins it on something outside. But really the source of the stress is coming from the excessively spicy food we ate or the, you know, the bad food combination we, we consumed and yeah. um, so on and so forth. So food is a big deal um, with stress, intimate relationships. And we see that right now because of COVID, the rates of depression, anxiety in the United States are higher than they've ever been. And there's a direct correlation to that and the breakdown of intimate relationships during COVID time. So that's another area of focus. Um, not having healthy relationships decreases the body's pain threshold. And of course, that means that it's having a physiological impact on the nervous system. Yeah. So you mentioned food. So what do people should do for food? So that's going to depend on each person's individual constitution and the way their body's made up. Yeah. In general, broad strokes, avoid extremes. So if someone's eating excessively spicy or excessively sweet or excessively raw or excessively yeah. anything, chances are it's not going to work out too well in the long run. The other thing with food is, is there's what we eat and then there's when we eat and how we eat. Yeah. The when and how are more important than the what, okay. which is not a common thought, right? We think nutrition, yeah. nutrition, nutrition. Right. But Ayurveda actually expresses that, especially when we eat is the most important factor. So people who are eating at erratic times or, you know, the people who say, yeah, I'm a snacker. I just kind of eat whenever that <laughs> yeah. would be a, a bad eating pattern. Um, bad's not the right word, unhealthy eating pattern. So Ayurveda promotes regular eating times so that your body can set up a proper circadian rhythm. Yeah. Yeah which has a big impact on rejuvenation, turnarounds, and things like that. Um, you said something about, in our previous conversation, about people with fibromyalgia. Did you say something about they shouldn't cook foods? Or what was that? In general, they should. In general. Oh, so they should have cooked foods, not raw foods. as Yeah. Well. The reason for that is that cooked foods are easily easier to digest. So they put less pressure on the digestive system and yeah. the nutrition from those foods is easier for your body to assimilate cooked. Okay. Raw foods have a tendency to increase pain levels. That's interesting. 
the exception to that is fruit. Okay. Um, so any kind of vegetable, um, any kind of meat, and just so everyone knows, I am a vegetarian, pretty much a vegan. Um, so I don't, I don't usually suggest that people eat meat. There are specific situations where I would, but in general, plant-based way healthier. Um, the eating also cold food and drink increases pain levels. Yeah. So get rid of the ice water and trade it for hot water. Um, get rid of the raw food and trade it for cooked food. It's a, it's easy, simple things people could do. Simple, simple. That's what I like. <laughs> yeah. Simple. Sometimes not easy because a lot of times I have a conversation in the clinic yeah. where sure there's something that's simple, but if there's an emotional attachment. Yeah. If you're attached to that, like right, some people exactly. are attached to the sugar and having a dessert after dinner, depending on like the generation you grew up in and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. And, or, you know, some people are really attached to uh, coffee, for example. Yeah. Oh, so that's a big one. So it's simple. Sure. It's simple to give up coffee, but the reality of doing that can be very challenging. Um, so that's something that needs to get talked about in, in consultation, basically. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, that's why you have someone who could keep you accountable to doing that if you struggle with coffee. Very helpful to right. have an accountability person. So what herbs do you recommend? So herbs, again, are going to be obviously tailored to fit the person. Um, what I usually don't recommend is like, oh, everyone should go out and buy turmeric because it's anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. I, I would typically not recommend that because without knowing the ins and outs of someone's life, it could actually have a negative effect um, if it's not used properly. So like, for example, fibromyalgia um, a lot of times is at its core, a digestive issue, according to Ayurveda. And if the digestive tract is damaged, or yeah. inflamed or whatnot. And someone goes out to the market and gets turmeric capsules with black pepper, right? Right. That black pepper can be very agitating to gut lining. But, you know, if you, if you go online and type in, is turmeric good for fibromyalgia? You'll probably see a yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I think people get into trouble. Um, there are some basic cooking herbs that are pretty safe for everyone to use that can make a big difference. So a list, a short list of those is cumin, coriander, fennel, fenugreek, ajwine, anise, basil, oregano, thyme, right. dill. Those are all pretty safe and it's very healthy to use kind of those basic herbs and spices in almost all our meals, because it makes our food a lot easier to digest. Which people have a lot of issues if you have fibromyalgia. And a lot. Ayurveda yeah. says that the, that the root cause of fibromyalgia is basically a digestive emotional issue. I, so, I, I, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. so there's no point in just dealing with the nervous system. You got to deal with the gut 
and you got to deal with the um, stress factors that are triggering to the person that are then being translated into the gut. Yeah, I gut health is so important these days. And I find people with fibromyalgia, they either have some trauma issue or something in their past that they need to focus on also. <laughs> yeah. And that's when the vagus nerve comes in. Like I talked about yeah. earlier, the vagus nerve detects or not the nerve itself, but the vagus nerve communicates to the rest of the body, what threats are pre or safety cues are present in the environment. And if someone has experienced trauma or has experienced extreme stress for a long period of time, that nerve can kind of go a little bit haywire mm -hmm. and not, and then, uh, you know, even a pin or like the wrong, a loud noise will make them like go into almost a, yeah. a, a threat state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when it's that hair trigger, that means that the gut is going to be affected by that because whenever you're in that state of stress, your digestion just shuts off completely for a period of time. And then if we eat during that state, it doesn't get digested and it causes all these problems. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's always important to relax and sit down when you have a meal and because you're, you don't want to be stressed out as you're eating. Three deep breaths, three yeah. very deep, long, slow breaths before and after a meal. And no, no, like, you know, I'm talking to you on the computer, no munching while I'm on the computer doing other stuff. That's very bad for our digestive tract health. And, uh, but it's uh, unfortunately it's getting more and more common. Yeah. Because we're, we're all at home now and everybody's just eating, eating, eating. Yeah. For comfort. It's comfort. It's comfort. comfort. So you, you have to get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to shut everything off and I'm going to go have my meal or whatever. Yeah. And it sounds simple, it's simple, but that can be very challenging. Um, and it's understandable, but over time, if we train ourselves, we can get there and then realize those benefits. Yeah. So you talked about like, it's the holistic approach and stuff. So what else do you do holistically? So I definitely suggest a lot of yoga asanas, which are yoga postures, physical postures, meditation, pranayama. Um, I encourage the use of chanting. It doesn't have to be religious, uh, but the repetitive use of sound mm -hmm. has a big impact on the nervous system. Okay. So singing, chanting, things like that, very useful. There are also a lot of Ayurvedic techniques that use external herbal oils mm -hmm. that go, the skin is like, uh, the skin basically eats everything you put on it. So it goes into the bloodstream and then it starts nourishing the nervous system over time. And it pacifies what's called Vata in Ayurveda. Vata is a force in nature that is very involved in the pathology of fibromyalgia. So it keeps that force down and kind of contained in the body and is very relaxing and calming and soothing and um, healing. Then I also talk a lot about sleep because if sleep's not right, then your body's not getting the time to rejuvenate. So if someone's experiencing sleep issues, insomnia type issues, then it's important to address those things um, from the get-go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep those is such a big issue with those with fibromyalgia. 
Right. And so the important thing to realize is that that's all part of the same pathology. That's not, you don't want to be taking a pill for sleep and a pill for pain and a pill for, that makes it seem like it's all different. It's all coming from the same place. It's all connected. (laughs) Completely connected. More than we even know. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So is there one tip that you would like to share that you haven't shared? You know, there is one. And I think it's, if people ask me if there's one thing that, you know, even though Ayurveda is a whole customizable and tailored to the individual, if there were one thing you could tell everybody, what would it be? And the one thing I usually do is eat dinner, eat a light dinner, no later than six o'clock. That actually resolves a lot of issues So for the people already doing that, awesome. Uh, You got that one in place. For the people eating at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, I really strongly encourage making that change. It's amazing the difference in sleep, the difference in digestion, the difference in the ease of waking up, all those things. That's a great tip. So tell us, like, so I always like to ask this question to my people who like struggled with health issues and stuff. If you hadn't had that issue back when you were 20 years old, where would you have been the same? Would you have been the same person that you are today and doing what you're doing? Where wouldn't I have been the same person? Um, I probably would not have started my career in Ayurveda. So it'd be pretty different. Yeah. And you Uh, you wouldn't have the compassion probably to. No, no, I would have just gone on and kind of knew what I knew about the body and, you know, oh, if you're sick, sorry, you know, but yeah, but I wouldn't have had the personal experience. So I couldn't understand what someone else was going through. And you would, you probably been a totally different character personality wise, maybe too. Completely, completely different. So tell everyone where they can find you. It's pretty easy to find me. Um, The easiest place is probably my website, which is www.iiayurveda.com. And that's I, I, and then A, Y, U, R, V as in Victor, E, D as in dog, A.com. And you can contact me. You can get a hold of me very easily. I'm very accessible. That's great. We'll put that in the, I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. So thank you for coming on and sharing all your wisdom with my audience. Thank you for hosting me. You're welcome.